I went from basically being someone's daughter to someone's mother without ever having a break between to discover who I was as a woman. I was so disconnected from who I was because I was so busy making decisions at work, decisions for the kids, decisions for the household, that I forgot what I liked and didn't like. I knew I needed to start tapping in in that moment to figure out who I was as a woman and not just as mom or a wife. That eventually led me to prep school. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Hello, everyone. I'm going to do something really special for everyone today and give y'all an inside peek to a podcast recording. We just planned to do this yesterday, so there was no promotion of it. So it's like a surprise. Whoever's going to be live with us is going to be live with us. And I'm excited that this gets to live on Instagram. It's pretty rare who gets to see the actual live recordings and and who gets to see the recordings even after. So it's like super rare to see them live as they're happening. And even, well, no, that's as rare as it gets. And then for some of our students, they actually get to like, you've been a student and you've gotten to see some of our recorded live conversations, you know, the replays of them inside of other programs and stuff. So hello, everyone that's going to hang out with us. Uh, for those of you who, some of you may or may not know me, maybe you just follow this, that sex chick on online. Uh, my name is Alexa, my friends and family, and you all can call me Lex. And I'm joined today by Emily Young. And so we are going to podcast live. So feel free to, you know, put the phone on the side and listen to us as though you would listen to the show, That Sex Chick, or feel free to hang out with us and watch our faces, (laughs) or feel free to save this and swing back around to it once it is all recorded. Up to you. I'm just so happy that so many of you are popping on and joining us. I am going to ignore you for the next... 45 minutes or an hour because this one is not an interactive experience with some of you who are going to be watching. This is really a way for us to give you a behind the scenes, pull back the curtain and show you what we do at Sex and Love Co. and how we develop and produce our podcast. And so the reason why I wanted to have Emily come on and do the show with me is because she's Outside of being an incredible sex and love coach in her own right, she has spent a significant amount of time learning from Sex and Love Co. And so we're going to have a really beautiful conversation about who she is and what she does. And so let's all just take a really big, deep breath. (sighs) Get landed, get settled. And I hope that everyone who is listening now or anyone who is listening in the recorded version of this that is actually going to go on our show platform um, that's going to go onto iTunes and Spotify and all the places you listen to podcasts. I hope that you're going to enjoy this convo with Emily Young. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm going to share a little bit about you. And, and I don't know if you, if you gave us this information or if we wrote some of this up for you and by you. <laughs> it was a combo. It was a team effort. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So Emily is a recent graduate of our sex coach prep school program. She is now a sex and love coach who helps women who've disconnected from themselves while raising kids or building a career to tap into their inner desires and show up as their most confident selves in and out of the bedroom. So this is exactly what her personal journey with Sex and Love Co. has helped her to do. And it is what we are so excited to bring her onto the show to share a bit more about with all of you today. So Emily, again, thanks for coming on, taking time out of your day. This was kind of an impromptu show. You were scheduled to record with me like a month from now. And we were like, hey, how about you hop on tomorrow? (laughs) Nothing like jumping right in. So Yeah. So I would love just cliff notes, right? So I mentioned in giving a little bit more information about you, I mentioned that your interest is in helping people who feel like they've disconnected with themselves, disconnected with their desires, their connection to their bodies. You help them, you know, maybe that's through the process of becoming a mother, becoming, you know, a wife in a multi-year relationship. So someone in a marriage someone who chooses their career and wants to build a career for themselves, but feels like they've put all of their attention into that, you help them reconnect with themselves. And so, you know, there's aspects of my story that when I share, I do this kind of work in the world, it's because I needed that work myself. And so, and that comes with, you know, a big, long story a lot of times. And so I would love some of the cliff notes of, your story and why you've chosen to help women specifically in that area of their lives. So I was raised super conservative Christian home, preacher's daughter. And the sex education that I got growing up was, here's the parts, don't have sex till you get married. And that was my entire sex education. And for some people, they just end up with a whole lot of shame about it. And then there's the rebels who are like, I'm going to learn everything I can about it because because they're not telling me anything and they're making it sound so taboo. I want to know all the things. And so I read every article I could get my hands on, every book I could get my hands on. And then I ended up pregnant at 19 and ended up being a beautiful thing. But I went from basically being someone's daughter to someone's mother without ever having a break between to discover who I was as a woman. And flash forward, I guess, 15, 15, 16 years. And I was standing in a store needing to pick out new socks. And I burst into tears because I couldn't remember what colors I liked, what kind of socks I just... I was so disconnected from who I was because I was so busy making decisions at work, decisions for the kids, decisions for the household that I forgot what I liked and didn't like. And I cried in, in Dick's Sporting Goods, which I see the irony now and I'm the sex coach and I have my breakdown at Dick's Sporting Goods. But um, I, I knew I needed to start tapping in in that moment to figure out who I was as a woman and not just as mom or a wife or an employee. And so I started taking little steps to figure out who I was and like little decisions like, oh, I see these two options over here. 
if I had to pick one, which would I want? And I just started working more on who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up. And that eventually led me to prep school. And a friend of mine said, hey, it was my friend that we're always in the corner talking about sex. And we have that same quirky sort of personality. She's like, you've got to check this out. So I checked it out and I knew instantly. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I signed up within that same week and I've been all in. Mm. I'm so excited to help other women do the same, just to like yeah. tap in and feel comfortable in their body and who they are and to know what it feels like to be a woman and not just someone's mom or someone's wife. Mm. So good. I feel like I am in this work and I've been in this work for, I'm going on six years now. And I feel like everything that you're about is also what I need in a lot of ways. So, and, you know, Jordan and I, my husband and I are on, we're on our initial steps, our initial steps on the path to becoming parents. And I help people all the time, reconnect with themselves, figure out good, you know, adventurous things to do and their scheduling. And I play this really special role, I think in a lot of people's lives. And I can already see where I'm going to need someone to do that for me in the future. So like even the coaches or help or therapists or an unbiased ear, someone to say like, you're still you and what you're going through is temporary and what you desire, you know, this selflessness that you've adopted because it's been necessary while you've been doing this really magical, beautiful thing that only you can do with your child inside your family, inside your marriage it's temporary. And there's these bittersweet feelings that come with that, where it's like, I just want this to be over so I can find myself again or figure out who I am while also knowing like, Oh, could you please just stay little, you know, like there's so much confliction. It's torn energy. Yeah. And my, and my babies are 23 and 19 now. So they're doing their thing. They're having their lives now. So I knew it was time for me to start to live mine and for my husband and I to start to live our lives right. together. And yeah. I started this journey of figuring this out on my own, but it wasn't until I joined the coaching certification that I really started to blossom because I needed the support of other women and yeah. I needed I needed what was offered in the program for sure. Figure out completely who I was and who I wanted to be. Yeah. And I imagine in several years time, there's going to be a component to what you do and the work that you do with your clients. That's going to be about once your kids have left the nest, what do you do? How do you, how do you rewild, you know, the inner wild wise woman now that you've grown and you've gathered insights and you you're done with the you know, some components of the mother, then it's like, what do I want to do now? And there's so much that's available. And that can either be really overwhelming to some people, or it can be really exciting and anticipatory. And so I can just, I can see all of the ways that you can help people and women and people in relationships. Um, I can like see it all before you, which is really exciting since I've spent so much time with you getting to know you. um, And of course, getting to be, getting to play a teacher role in your life, which is really special. So 
I know you found personal development before you found Sex and Love Co. and you found our programs. And so I know that there are pieces to your story that you'd lean into with regards to personal growth and personal development. And it's really special that you you could see that the sex, the love, and the relationship side, where you were kind of off in the corner, like having those conversations, you know, was there ever a moment that struck you that, or what was this moment like if it did, where you thought, I want to do this, you know, because a lot of people come to me and they, they're not sure that it's even a thing they could make a career out of. When I was younger, I wanted to be a sex therapist. But because of that very traditional upbringing, I didn't pursue that. I was like, no, they're going to judge me. No, I'm going to go straight to hell if this is what I do. (laughs) Meet you there. (laughs) And so I didn't go that path. I did get my degree in psychology, but I didn't go that path. But I still, over the years, it was always... I was the one talking to people about sex. I was still doing the research. I was still buying all the books. I was fascinated by it. Yeah. So it was always there in the background. And suddenly, once I saw the opportunity, I gave myself permission to actually go for it. Yeah. It was no of needing permission from other people and giving myself the permission. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it at, at a time in your life that you were able to give yourself that permission. I think if you would have attempted it any sooner than that, you weren't necessarily ready. So there comes a point in time and it's different for everyone. There comes a point in time where it's really clear, this is what I want for my life. And this is what I am sacrificing every day because of the perception of other people, like how I believe others will perceive me. And so there, there's like a, a shift And for some people it happens in their teens and some people it happens in their twenties and some people it happens after they do the family thing where it's like, I'm ready to live my life for myself. And I'm ready, regardless of what other people might think, I'm ready to be upfront and honest about what truly moves me and what I desire, not just in my personal intimate life, but what I desire in my career or in my purpose work or my message or my mission in the world. Right. Well, (sighs) and I turn... I turned 44 this week. Happy and birthday, Virgo lady. <laughs> well, I'm, I've noticed that since I've turned 40, every year I've cared a little less what people think of me. And Lord help the whole world by the time I turn like 50, because I'm just going to be like, screw all of you. <laughs> because I'm just like, if it's not in alignment with me and if it doesn't feel good in me, I'm like, no, it's, it's sort of the whole, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no thing. There you go. Sure. So good. Okay. So you've alluded to this. I'm going to jump into a little bit more about prep school and what your experience is like with that. But you alluded to this where it's like, you knew you wanted to go into that program, but your own development was really at the forefront, especially initially going into sex coach prep school. And so for those who are maybe not familiar I, alongside my team, so myself, Bryn and Serena, we have created over the past, I don't know, I think we're all going on two or three years. We're currently about to go into our fourth cohort of Sex Coach Prep School. This is a program that initially was a very comprehensive, but still simple kind of program that I led the whole thing. 
it was, I believe, maybe 12 weeks long. It had, you know, a 12 week kind of price point on it. It was very basic compared to what the program is now, which is very robust. And we're continuing. Now, if I thought before it was comprehensive, it currently beats that by a mile with regards to how much is actually incorporated into the program. So it turned into something we had no idea that it was going to turn into. And the way that we're able to support people, why it even was created in the first place was I was actually invited to come on to a coaching call with Serena, actually. So Serena was a coach before she started working with Sex and Love Co. And I think you know this story, Emily. So she messaged me and said, I'm having a bit of a challenge with a client that I'm working with right now. So she's gone through all kinds of life coaching certifications and done a lot of spiritual work and tarot and Reiki and all of the energetics. And she's she's done a lot of that kind of work, but not the sex at this point in time in our connection. So this is Serena and I handful of years ago. And she said, I have a client that I'm challenged by. She was challenged in a few levels. She was challenged because the person was communicating things that were also triggering to her. So she was not trained to regulate her nervous system and to be able to hold someone with that particular subject coming up. She also wasn't sure what kind of advice to give. She wasn't sure how to guide that person. So I got onto the call, but this was all fascinating to Serena at the time. So she just asked if I would come in and answer some questions for her client with her. And I got on and it was very basic. Sex education, desire work. We were navigating a little bit of trauma that had happened in the past with regards to patterns she was presenting. It wasn't anything revolutionary as far as like, it was by far, you know, like it would take a lot to really shock me when it comes to sexual things and things and challenges that people present. And so to me, it was a very basic kind of conversation. And I felt when we were finished, coaches need this. Coaches need sex education. They need to be able to, as far as I'm concerned, they need to have some level of education enough to assist people in this area of their lives. Because I have not met a single fucking person out of all my years of existence. So I'm 34. So I haven't met a single person that has not been challenged in some way, shape, or form by sex, love, or relationships. Mm-hmm. And sex. Every person. So I was at a, I was at an event last night and every person that came up to me was, oh, you're that sex person. You're the sex person. I'm like, yes, that's why my Instagram handle is that sex chick. And every person then, as soon as we met, rolled into where they are currently at, how they perceive themselves, what they're, they're either like riding a wave that's so high and celebratory, but what's next? Or they're so low and they don't know where, they don't know who to turn to and they don't know where to go. And I realize how many people that are in the coaching field that are guides or mentors or whatever that really lack this education, because as soon as I meet new people, they immediately go into their stories. And I, and I wonder, you know, and I'm actually listening to a book that's for therapists. I'm listening to a book right now that the whole preface of the book is about how traditional therapists don't have the sex education that they really need to be able to help their people. Right. It's wild to me. So all of this is the reason why Sex Coach Prep School was developed in the first place. It was an opportunity for me to be able to help people who are healers, coaches, and mentors get the education that they need in order to really be able to serve their clients. Then it started shifting to some of these coaches actually want to completely pivot their practices into this field. And then it turned into, I know a handful, I know a decent amount of sex, love, and relationship coaches that are out in the world 
small, small pool, small percentage are successful. Now, successful is relative, but I'm talking about they have a thriving business that supplements income, that pays their bills, that allows for them to invest. They very small percentage of sex love relationship coaches that I interact with actually have what I would call a business. They might've created a job for themselves or an expensive hobby and even smaller percentage, I would say are entrepreneurs. So they have employees, they have a certain business tax structure to what they do. Like they are scaling, you know, like there's, these are different buckets for how a person could want to set up their business. And so prep school has morphed and changed and transitioned over the last handful of years. And you were able to participate in what I would say is the product or the program that my team and I are the most proud of. And it was so comprehensive because we spent time on sex education. Then we spent time on coaching and then we spent time on how to build a business. And Every step was broken down so clearly. And I walked away feeling so sure of myself after each step. And I've had a lot of experience with other like coaching industries. And I've watched firsthand how some other certifications run. And this one by far was way more comprehensive than the ones that are priced twice as much. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for being able to find this and for the level of attention, not just like attention to the details, but one-on-one attention Mm -hmm. you you give to the students within the school. No, I love hearing that so much. And there's a twofold thing I think that happens during prep school is you want to help others and their sex lives and their relationships and all that. There's that component where it's, I really want to be a great coach. And then it's, I really want, not only do I want to be a great coach, but I want to create a business that that pays me, that I can leave my nine to five job or my corporate job, or that I can do something for myself. And these things are different buckets to learn from. So if you just go to a certain kind of tertiary educational environment that teaches you sex education, they're not necessarily teaching you how to coach it. They're not necessarily teaching you how to have a business. So these things are very different things to learn. So the first portion of it is all sex education and it's how it applies to you so that you on an individual level, learn yourself and from an embodied place. And when we say embodied, you're learning within your system, what you'll be leading other people through. So it's a twofold. You're doing it for yourself and you're learning how to do it for and with others. And so I'm curious, some of your main takeaways with regards to your own individual sex life? Because some people are coming into it and they're like, I want to learn business stuff or I want to learn how to coach, but they don't realize what their personal experience is going to be. One of the things in the sex education section that I got so much out of, we did a BDSM quiz at one point. And me being me, I like send the link to all my friends. I was like, we're all taking this quiz. We're sharing our results. It's going to be amazing. So we take the quiz. We all share our results. And I look and I have all these high percentages on all of these things. 100% experimentalist. 
I mean, it's just like, I'm obviously an A plus student with the amount of 90% plus things I had on my list. And then I'm looking over at my friends list and they're like mid ranges or low ranges. And I was like, I had shame pop up for a minute. I'm like, where is this coming from? I thought I worked through all this. And I realized that there's so many societal standards still so ingrained and standards from the church ingrained in me that it may be a lifelong mission to keep working through those. And that's why I think it's so important to be able to work with other women because they don't know the techniques to work through that shame and to get to the other side of it. Instead, they just sit with it and it holds them back. Mm -hmm. And I, once I was able to identify the shame, I learned the techniques from you on how to work through it and get past it. And I was able to laugh it off. And I was like, oh, of course that came up for me. That's just, that's just old conditioning. It's fine. Look look at me with all my A's. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, on the flip side, there's people that probably might see whether it's your close friends or others that might see your results. And because they don't have high percentages, feel shame. They might not realize it's because there's a couple of things that it could be that they're simply not inclined for some of the kinky things, or they don't know themselves. And that can be really startling. If something like that shows up and it's like, oh, I actually don't know. And sometimes the, I don't know is so paralyzing for people. So, and you know, and I've been doing this, like I mentioned nearly six years now, and I've been in sex positive space and community and learning for longer than that. And I remember I was just recently in Peru with one of my best friends and it's, she was a maid of honor in my wedding, right? We know so much about each other. We talk about so much. And one night we were up late and we're just talking and talking. And something that I've noticed with a handful of my friends is that they have a little bit of, I wouldn't say it's shame necessarily, but it's kind of longing in a sense where they wish that they'd have slept with more people. They wish that they would have not been so locked up and you know, I don't really like the word prude, but they might use that word. But it's really like they kind of wish that they would have been more interested and open in experiences. And so I get that reflected, and I almost get like a I wish we would have done it like you, Alexa. And then I go, Oh, wait, hang on. You're like giving me a weird, like the the compliment's strange because it's like, oh, you kind of want something that I made a decision to do, but because you know, it comes into this like numbers game, like who slept with more people and by far out of my closest friends, I've slept with the most. And so I've, I've had sexual experiences with the most. And some of them look at that and longing and wish that they had done it, but there's still some like kind of reverse shame that they process in themselves when they say that they wish that they would have maybe done it like me. And then I have an opportunity to go, what is the meaning that I give this? So, and this is, I've been doing this for a long time. And I still move through the like sexual numbers, like my sexual body count. What does that mean? And for Jordan and I both, we both have a particular number count that is kind of in the same range as each other. But because we understand our pasts and our traumas and our lives and our parents and all these things, like we have a really, it was not even a thing in our relationship. Like it wasn't even 
a hard thing to talk about, but it's still like even just seeing shows on Netflix that are like these weird dating shows and they put them all in a house and they all like kind of, you know, they're all seemingly like all they want is to have sex with each other. But like, then the conversation comes up about numbers and I like watch them all go through these different levels of shame. And then I'm like, it's such a strange thing. And so I, I realize in me, even me just sharing that is the work's never done. Right. The work is oh, never done. Yeah. And for the people who are like, oh, I wish I would have done this, this, and this. My question always back to them is, well, what kind of sex are you having now? Because yeah. you can incorporate this. You sure. can add this. You can try this and make it as exciting as you want it to be. It doesn't sure. have to be just three minutes in the closet and <laughs> going, which there is value for when you have little kids, but <laughs> it doesn't always have to be that way. And I think there also, you know, there's some benefits in having a long-term partner too, because you have a vulnerability with them that you may not have with someone that totally with once and you're willing to experiment more and try more things. Yeah. And I think with like some of the people that I'm closest with, they go, Oh yeah, I get it. I do all those things. We pretend to be other people. We're adventurous. It would just have been nice if I had a little more strange in there where it's like the person is completely different. I'm at a totally, you know, it's just the, I think even like the, the spirit of wanting to be risky or wanting to be edgy and they're recreating it, I'm sure in their lives now. But I think there's like a, a little bit of like, I wish I would have given less bucks, you know, like just to, to, which, you know, we do that in, I would say like a healthy kind of playful way. But totally, everything that you just said is really real for a lot of people is the question of like, well, what's your sex life now? So if you're wishing that you would have done all these other things, well, how can you give a lot of that to yourself with the person that knows you the most and you trust the most? Looking to spice up your toy box? Yoni Pleasure Palace is still at the very top of my list for high quality sexual and sensual products. Every time I go to their website, I am more and more impressed by their perfectly curated items. My husband, Jordan, and I recently received a brand new waterproof blanket that is in my favorite color, violet purple. We also received a stainless steel and rose quartz anal plug that is so sleek and sexy. Jordan loves when we use this. My personal favorite lube for self-pleasure is Yoni Elixir. It smells so light and delicious and is made with rose hip seed and jojoba oil. Literally, Every item I have from YPP becomes a favorite. I've given a cervix serpent to a friend for her birthday, Yoni elixir as mother's blessings gifts for my soon-to-be mama friends to massage their vulvas and vaginal walls in preparation for birth and to encourage them to invite more pleasure into that process. I've traveled all over the world with my YPP waterproof blankets, and I consistently reach for my gorgeous glass and crystal toys for self-pleasure practices. It is an absolute dream to be working with a brand I was already so head over heels in love with. Should you wish to add Yoni Pleasure Palace to your personal collection or to help a significant other add to their collection, check out the links in the show notes to receive special discounts on your items. I found also with a lot of women, you start talking to them and they're, they talk about how they've lost their sex drive or something like that. And the further you dig in, it's not that they've lost their sex drive. They're bored. Oh, yeah. They just need something exciting. So. Yeah. And when we say that, you know, to people who are listening, it's not like a, 
they're bored. And so they're passing responsibility. It's not like, well, I'm bored and I'm making it my partner's responsibility to, to make me not bored. You know, that might be a little bit of, that's a part of the conversation, but generally they've just buried their sex drive and their desire underneath a lot of other things that they've prioritized over it. And, but it's like how much work when you do the digging, there's processing as you dig and processing as you dig within the individual and the couple and the other partner. And then eventually you get to the core of something that you can work with that breeds vulnerability, which breeds intimacy, which breeds, I desire you because I'm connected with you. And then that leads to more passion, spontaneity, openness to adventure so much. And so like, we kind of like went off a little bit on a tangent here, just talking about this because we're both inspired by it. I think we're both so inspired by this. Like it's all fixable. These things that people are challenged by the vast majority of sex, love and relationship challenges people experience are addressable, are fixable. And it's not just fixable with here. Here's my prescription. Try this, do this, turn the lights off, do the, this thing. It's much more than just prescriptive. Here's something to try. It's deep down into the relational components, the individual's relationship with themselves, the entity that is the relationship, the consciousness. And I get this from one of my mentors, Annie Lala, the consciousness that is the relationship itself. And the relationship of the two people has a self-esteem that can get taken. It can take beatings with kids and busyness and you know all of that. It just, the self-esteem of a relationship takes hit, 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 hit. And then the other person takes hit, 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 hit as well. And so the reality of it is that it's all real. It's all normal, but it doesn't have to stick around. You don't have to dwell there for longer than it's, you know, maybe possibly valuable for. So, and this is all, what I want to underscore here is this is challenging for a lot of people. And so many people think that they have to navigate it all alone. And they don't, they don't. And I would say it's really best if you don't do it alone. Because usually in a partnership, there's one person that really sees the opportunity for growth. And there's another person that's resisting. They like it the way that it was, but the way that it was is no more. And it can never be. That's a lot of times. Now that's not every dynamic, but that's a lot of times. And so a lot of times that one that sees the hope that has holds the pillar of hope is trying to enroll the other person or they get kind of contempt in a sense where they just like, they start shaming the other person for not wanting. And so they're both in this weird dynamic. Sometimes Um, the roles go back and forth too. Sometimes the person who's always trying, if the one who's not, eventually they sort of, yes, get resentful. They stop trying. And then this person's like, oh crap, I better step it up. And so it goes back and forth. And And so if if you have a third party that's there to hold the line for your relationship, and for what you truly both want and for your team, the team of the two of you, you have someone that's holding the line for that. Then both parties get to put down their holding, you know, one person's trying to hold the other person into some kind of growth and the other one's maybe resisting. If you have a third party there, that's like, I've got you both. Mm -hmm. I have you both. We're going to get through this together. I'm on both sides. I'm on the side of your relationship. It's magic. Everyone needs a cheerleader for their relationship. Yeah. yeah. And this is a job for some people. This is a career path, that third party entity. A lot of people don't know how to get into it, don't know how to step into it. 
It's very vague when you look it up, when you Google, how do I become a dot, 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 sex coach, sex therapist, couples therapist. Now you can go a traditional therapy route. You can go a coaching route. These two things are different. I'm not going to go into that, but I, I have done a podcast that's all about that and stepping into sex coaching. And that's, I think from a couple years ago, the show is almost two, which is kind of wild to say. So about a year, year and a half ago. So anyway, underscoring here that there's some people that really feel a draw, like you felt a draw and you, you knew there was something there for you, but like, how do I actually go to do it? Is a lot of times a big question mark for people. And certification, it will tell you everything <laughs> you need to do step yeah, by step. Sure. And I will say that the work I'm doing now, it's the most fulfilling work I've done in my life. So tell me about that. You know, you had, you were one of the small handful out of our group because, you know, 20 to 25 people uh, come into sex coach prep school. They want to learn for themselves. They want to go through embodied sex education, sexual wellness, all of that into coaching and into how to, how do I have a business doing this? They, a lot of times come in and are not necessarily sure who they're going to be on the other side. And some people know I'm going to be coaching on the back end of it. And so some people they think that they're going to exit the program in a particular place and they realize that they actually need to slow everything way down and they need to take more time for themselves to process what's there for themselves before they start working with clients. You were one of those people that as soon as we got started, you like had binders and made all these Google Docs. The very Virgo, Emily, had like all these extra notes and all kinds of stuff. It was blowing my mind. And so I was not surprised that, that you were a part of the small handful on the back end of the program that were already accepting clients and working with people in this way. So how's that been for you? It's been so exciting. When something feels right in me, inside of me, I go all in and I, I went all in and I actually left my full-time job in August and I'm coaching full-time now and building up and it's just it's so exciting to celebrate yeah. wins with people mm -hmm. like there I've had two different messages just this week from people I bought this toy it's blowing my mind my partner's into it and it's just there's something so fulfilling about seeing that joy pop up in women and it's not just the joy it's the confidence because when someone starts showing up confidently in their the bedroom, they show up confidently everywhere. Because mm -hmm. really, if you think about it, sex is one of the most vulnerable things we can do. So if you can sort of master that level of vulnerability, you can show up to anything in life as this empowered, confident woman. And to see women blossoming and growing and to see like that glimmer show up in their eyes again that once was sort of dull it just yeah it's like a, lo a lust good. yeah it's when their lust for life comes back when their passion for living mm -hmm. comes back essentially or you know it might just be kind of dimmed but their uh connection to their body and their sensations and their yes and their no and their desires and all of that like you know working with someone in this area of their lives helps to just turn that, that volume back up for them so that they can hear themselves and enjoy wanting to make love to life, yes. you know, and also their partner. 
which sounds a little bit like kind of airy fairy, but I I really mean it. (laughs) No, it's true. And one thing I want women to remember also is working with a sex coach is amazing. We will guide you. We will lead you. But you also have to show up for yourself and you have to do the work too. We can't just say, hey, do all these things and your life is going to change. You have to be vulnerable and open to the experience. Yeah. And and actually, that's sort of how I approached certification in general. I was open and vulnerable to the experience and I was willing to feel all the things. And I had many classes where I... (laughs) (laughs) broke down and crying over things and there was so much support within the group and everyone lifts each other up and it reminds you of how much power there is when a group of women get together to support each other yeah for sure yeah your story is super inspiring to me and I love that you just you made a decision and you went all in and you you leaned in and I really think that a part of why you were able to start getting clients so quickly is because and this also might sound a little bit woo, but I truly believe this, your your willingness and your the permission that you gave to yourself to play full out, to go into your own sex, love and relationships, look at the stories, look at the patterns, bring up the difficult conversation, send the kinky quizzes to the best friends and open conversation with them. And you're essentially asking for adversity in this area of your life to just show itself essentially, or like challenges, things that could be blocked. You know, you're asking for them and you're like, I... Basically through the program, we give so many tools to help you regulate yourself, to help shift pattern. There's so much. I won't even like double click on that just yet, but you had the ability to go, I'm I'm ready, bring it, because you felt confident that you could hold yourself. You weren't going to brush anything else under the rug. We weren't going to ignore anything. We're just going to look at it and process and celebrate, grieve, break through, move on. Mm-hmm. And your energy every breath, it exudes. It's a magnet, essentially. It's like a calling of sorts. You also were very public about your journey and your process the entire time. So anyone who actually might be listening to this episode that is already going to be in our next round of sex coach prep school or is considering sex coach prep school in the future, this is something that Emily did that I think I mentioned pretty early on in the program. Only a handful of you did it. And the handful of you that did it are reaping the benefits where you were honest and open publicly with your own personal journey and the fact that you were stepping into this to create a career and a business for yourself. So people were witnessing your evolution in many ways. They were witnessing you evolving in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it best put there's um so I went to Peru not that long ago like earlier in 2022 and the person who was leading the retreat and we climbed the Inca Trail and we did Wachuma San Pedro and it was this whole experience the person who was leading her name is Katarina Satori for anyone who wants to look her up she's such an incredible ethereal creature she describes choosing your mentor in a way where you see someone who's exhibiting something you want for yourself And you can choose to look at that and pick it apart. And you can look at someone and say, oh yeah, good for them. Or people who are really growth oriented and really into personal development will look at a mentor and see something that they are doing and go, I want that. Mm -hmm. And then make choices in order to get closer to that thing. So like for me, 
when someone shows me there's an essence to them that I really desire, I will choose to work with them so I can be in the presence of it, so I can feel it, so I can be challenged by it, so that hopefully I can incorporate it into my way of being. So she describes it as you choose a mentor that you want to lease their energy. You've paid them or chosen to work with them. And with that contract, even that spiritual contract, they are accepting for you to essentially be plugged into them, to be tethered to them. And in that connection, that kind of spiritual umbilical cord, if you will, kind of strange way to put it, there's energy of the person who's teaching and leading that's your mentor is funneling out to you. And so, and that's something that's helping to guide. Now, some of my students are really open to that. And some of them just want to push back on all of the things that I'm guiding them towards and go, I'm just going to try to do this over here instead. And I go, that's a big black hole that, and I'm trying to tell you, don't go there. I went there. Don't go. And they go anyway. And I'm like, well, that's a part of your journey. There was nothing I could do. You had to go learn that for yourself. And when you're ready, just plug back in. You know what I mean? And so I believe that through your process, the way that you've just embodied yourself and shown up is the reason why you were able to leave your full-time job and start doing this work full-time. So this might be a bit of, maybe it's too much of an intimate question. You can answer it however you'd like to answer it. But when you decided to transition, how soon post completing sex coach prep school, were you able to leave your full-time job and go into coaching full-time? And what did the money look like? Because I know sometimes people are like, okay, well, good for them. They said that they left, but like how much were they making? And they said that they're doing this full-time, but like, what does that actually translate to? You know what I mean? So you can be as vague or as descriptive as you'd like to be in answering that question. I know that's kind of intimate. It was within probably four weeks. It's quick. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew early on this was what I was, I wanted. I knew it was where I was going. And so I made sure to start saving early on too, so mm-hmm. that I'd have a buffer. And I started taking on coaches too, so, or coaching clients too, within, I guess, the last, very end of the last trimester, I started taking on clients. And so when I was able to transition over, about half half the income was savings and half was clients. And now that that's gap, yeah, it's narrowing. So okay, great. Very very soon, I'm hoping it'll all be clients, and the savings can just sit there and be a beautiful little buffer. So. Awesome, and that's exactly the way that I would encourage people to do this. I mean, I think that there's enough. There's enough coaching programs and stuff that the person is like, well, the only way that you're going to, the only way you're going to make it is if you show the universe, you jump all in, you burn all the bridges and all the boats behind and you just go face forward, you know, into the thing that you desire. And if you don't, and you hold on to part-time job or whatever, and you hold on, then you're not actually showing up for the thing and you're not going to get the results that you want. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think you need to be responsible and you need to set yourself up for success, whatever success means to you. And for some people that means, you know, paying in full for something on a credit card and like getting their points for that and just paying the, you know, let's say the tuition over time. For some people that is, you know, it's keeping their corporate gig or it's keeping their additional job and just going part-time. And some, for some people, it's cashing out some kind of retirement thing 
early, which is something that like Jordan got in his career wound up with a no penalty for cashing out one of his retirement funds, funds for like a previous corporate gig. And he wound up doing that. And that gave him the cushion to keep figuring out what he wanted to do. So, you know, there's like this kind of like people get a little bit tense and contracted around some of those things. And for us, we go, we're young. We'll make more money. I'd rather do what lights my soul on fire. And if I wind up having a little bit of debt on the back end of it, then so be it. And I'll figure that out. And for some people, that's not okay. So you just have to figure out what is okay for you in deciding to one, invest and go into some kind of, let's say, coaching program that leads you to the career of your dreams. Or when you actually decide to transition into doing the work that you've been learning to doing that full-time or part-time. So, you know, that's a part of my story too. I cashed out an IRA and a money market account and went, maxed out a credit card. I did this all in my first three years of coaching. Mm -hmm. So it was only at about three years for me. So this means I have a lot, I have, I know a lot of pitfalls when it comes to this industry and trying to set yourself up for, you know, your version of success. So like I did all of this stuff and now I go, Oh, if I could do that differently, I would do it this way. And now I've created an opportunity to tell everyone this is, you were very clear about that (laughs) within certification. Don't try this. It doesn't work. Try this. This is what works. And this is, I, I had, you had the learning lessons on a lot of things and we were able to, I'm, I'm sure for you, it hurt at the time, but it really benefited us in the long run. because. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's another one of those things that when people, when they say, you know what, I think I'm, I'm brand new. I don't have a following or I've got a following that's in a different niche. I think I'm going to start a podcast. I think when they're already not regularly posting in sex, love and relationship field or in, in that kind of field on their social media taking something on like a podcast is a massive undertaking. And we had multiple people still with my warning choose to do it. And that's okay. Cause it's a part of their learning. Even if they don't heed my warning, it's a part of their learning. I did it also, and I couldn't keep up with it. And so I felt like I let myself down and I felt like I let my listeners down and also the business that I wanted because the amount of time and effort that had to go into podcasting when it wasn't something that generated revenue and wasn't something that generated leads because I didn't know how to leverage it properly, which is all stuff you have to learn. It's like, I can be an amazing sex coach, but if I don't know how to turn it into clients, this doesn't really do me any good. Like I said, expensive hobby. I'm like, my soul is lit on fire because I'm in the subject matter that I want to be talking about, but like my stuff's not set up to support me. And so anyway, I can only support them through the process and hope that we can skim components out of what they're attempting to do so that they can also have clients, that they can turn their podcast into a potential lead generator so that they can maybe get sponsorships or at least get free products that they can play around with that leads them to looking like and feeling like authorities in the industry. Like there's so many ways to spin it, but if you're new and you don't know and you don't have any guidance and there aren't very many guides in this area. Well, and I think one thing that's important to remember is baby steps are okay. It's okay to just do little steps. You don't have to go all in and do everything at the beginning. 
do something, get comfortable with it, get good Mm -hmm. at it, then you can add something else. But don't try to do all the things at once because you're going to overwhelm yourself. I mean, that can, that can go with your business or that can go with your sex life. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Baby steps work. They they're, do. they're still getting you in the right direction. They may be smaller, but you're still going in the right direction. Even if you're taking baby steps. Totally. Sometimes people do those big leap things with regards to like throwing themselves into the fire. And on the other side of it, they realize that they have to go all the way back and do the baby steps anyway, in order to fully integrate the thing. So, which is all stuff that we wound up digging into in our coaching section of what we went through for sex coach prep school, which a lot of it is, you're going to go much slower than you think you're going to. Yes. You're going to go way slower and it's way better for your nervous system. It's way better for our relationship, coach, coach client relationship. It's how you're going to get where you actually want to go. Yeah, yeah, I remember one class where I had like I'd gone all in. I was changing, changing, changing. And then I don't think I'd allowed the time to integrate, which bless y'all for adding integration weeks in there. But I didn't allow myself to integrate. And I had a week where I like cried for a week straight. Yeah. <laughs> straight. Yeah. Through one whole class, I sat there crying. And Serena's like, Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> And bless her. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And bless her too. (laughs) Which, which reminds me too, that like, I am a lot of times in the teacher role or you guys are in the student role, but my support coaches are, they have instruction to pay attention to what each one of you are presenting in your little zoom squares. Mm -hmm. So like Serena, if you grab the tissue and you dab your face, she's going to private message you and say, Hey, how you doing? If you are super distracted and you can't, can't focus on the Zoom screen because we're in a subject matter that is causing you to want to like have even some level of trauma response where you want to disengage because it's too much, but you're presenting like fidgeting, can't settle, then she's going to send you a message. Hey, what's going on? And they're going to set up conversations after class and you all have your pod groups which are your people that you meet with every week to do your exercises and to make sure that you're embodied. And it's just, it really is an incredible program. And I'm so happy that you've had such success with it. And even beyond you having the clients and working towards you know doing your coaching full-time and all of that, the thing that really feels so deeply for me is how it translates into your personal life. And then there's something really special about when my clients who have learned through Sex and Love Co., my clients and students, when I get to read testimonials of your clients to you, that is so special. I love that so, so, so much. And that's now starting to pop up here and there in our groups. (sighs) So I would like to, I think, leave our conversation a little bit on that note. You know. Now that you've been actually doing the work that you want to be doing in the world, what's presented itself to you? You know, women are coming to you and they're working with you now. What are some of the things that they're presenting to you? And what are you discovering about that? I, one of the things I've noticed a lot lately is I've had more people coming to me saying, 
I've gained weight or I had a baby recently. They just body image issues are holding me back and they feel like they're not worthy of having a great sex life until they've lost weight or until their relationship is perfect or there's all these different factors where they don't know their worth now. And I just, I can't preach enough that no matter your weight, no matter if you're married or single, you deserve a pleasure-filled life right now. You are worthy of having all your desires to come true. You're worthy of having that confidence that comes from like great sex to spill into every aspect of your life. No matter where you're at right now, you're worthy of it now. You don't have to be a certain person in order to be worthy of great sex. So mm, I love that. And I know that sometimes it doesn't help to hear or say, but sometimes it kind of does. You know, the people that you think generally here, the people that you think have it figured out, don't. You know? We're all a little bit of a mess at times. Right? Like the people who are presenting those things to you, I think, man, I've done a lot of work on that area of my life. And still, and still, the work's never done, yeah. you know? And, but it doesn't mean you need to work all the time, which is really important when you have someone to say, hey, you've done a lot of work. Let's breathe. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate. Let's integrate. It's not going anywhere. Take a couple weeks to just be. Mm-hmm. And then we'll pick back up. Yeah, especially yeah. the celebration aspect. Because if you're someone who never talks about sex with your partner, and if you even just sort of brought up the conversation, maybe nothing's changed yet. But the fact that you spoke up and were brave enough to start the conversation, you need to celebrate that. Yeah. Because the more you celebrate those wins, the more confident it's going to give you to keep showing up and trying new things. So good. So the people that come to you and they've been presenting these things, what has it looked like working with them on those things? Is there anything that has really stood out to you that has led to them progressing? I think for many of them, it's learning. It's really focusing on that self-love because it's hard to show up fully in a relationship if you're not showing up fully for yourself and nurturing the relationship with yourself and building that love within yourself. That's more important than any relationship you're going to have in your whole life because your relationship with yourself is the longest relationship you'll have your entire life. You're with yourself from the day you're born to the day you die. So you need to nurture that relationship before any other one. You can't yeah. your best self until you learn to love yourself. So it's not taking the steps to show yourself some love and to look in the mirror and say, hey, gorgeous, how are you today? Yeah, That's too much of a step. If saying, hey, gorgeous is too much of a step, just learning to smile at yourself in the mirror. And it sounds and seems so simple, but it's something that is super hard and challenging for so many people, especially when they start working with someone and they present what might be the challenge. Yeah. Like I think so, you know, I was just a burning man and there's all these really hot during the day 
and people wear these really little tiny outfits. Like, you know, and I love, I love little tiny outfits to some degree, but like pasties and little booty shorts and all these things. And I mean, whether I'm in, I'm just around in Austin or I'm at Burning Man, like that, it's definitely presented to me. Like I put these things on and under normal circumstances, when I'm wearing my normal stuff, I'm like, and I love festival wear and, and stuff. So I, I go, Oh, I look good. I know what I look good in. And so, but there was some things that like, I was just kind of edgy with to myself that I wore just to see. And then I, I remember going out and seeing people who were way curvier than I would say I am just like objectively looking like way curvier, but their confidence in the way that they carried themselves was so open and free and sexy. And so I use those moments, not in a comparison kind of way, but it's like, I deserve to feel that now, no matter what that person deserves to feel that right then, like right now it's a choice, Mm -hmm. but I need, I need reflection in order to tell me I'm also worthy of that. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard for so many people, myself included. Yeah. That's the beauty though, of having a coach to work with. Is because they help you to see that amazingness inside that you may not be seeing right now. Yeah. Or that you may see in everybody else, but not yourself. Right. Which is a thing, especially for a lot of moms or a lot of people who put their career first. Okay. Uh, Okay. Emily, I could talk to you forever. We didn't even talk about the fact that you recently attended the Fully Embodied Woman Retreat with Bryn. So we'll have to save that conversation for another day, but... What I'll just mention in under that is I admire your all inness. You know, you said that towards the beginning of our conversation that when you decide something for yourself, you jump all in. And of course, that looks different for different people. But for you, it was you saw the growth and the the positive. It was creating the positive momentum. It was creating in your own life, now, outside of even just the direction of your business and your career, but your own personal life with your husband, your family the way that you view the world, all of it, and even in your friendships and relationships. And so you dove in again and you met a lot of the team in person mm-hmm. in Austin in a house with a bunch of other women. And we did all kinds of cool experiences together. We danced, we cried, we played, we did kinky experiments with each other. We ate delicious food. We just had the best time. And I love that we were able to really round out our time with you because it was towards the end of prep school that we actually get to meet you and play with you in person. You were so much tinier than I thought you were going to be. No, we're so much tinier. We're all <laughs> short. We're all like five, two or shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. For some reason, I think people online think that I'm way taller than I am. And then they meet me and they're like, you're so short. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I have a tall personality. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it was so sweet. And I know that by you even going and having an in-person experience and an embodied experience where, you know, we're doing breathwork journeys and we're digging deep and we're connecting deeply. Those are embodied experiences that translate into your coaching and in your ability to hold other people through their stuff. And I have a highlight in my profile where I sum up all of the retreat and talk about each day and all the different things we did, including the floor fucking class. It was a lot of fun. It was amazing. (laughs) I think some people's knees are still bruised. Um, 
Yeah. So such such a, a beautiful, really culmination of our official time together. And I can't wait to hear about in the future and see in the future if if and when you decide to do experiences like that for yourself, where you make the call to your online community and say, hey, I'm going to put together a sensuality, a reconnection, a love yourself experience, and you're all invited. you know. And then I get to read the testimonials and look at the feedback that people are giving someone that wound up taking a chance on me and Bryn and Serena with prep school. So the last, last thing that I'll ask, and I have no idea how long we've been talking because I don't have a timer on anything that we're, I'm recording on today, but I feel like we're maybe just past the hour long mark. What advice would you give to someone who's considering joining the next round of prep school or working with sex and love co? I would say definitely get on a call with someone from the team. This team shows up with love in everything they do. They show up with love and they will listen to whatever fears you have and help to guide you. And they're, they're not salesy. They're not going to like push it down your throat. They want you to do what's best for you. And they just want to guide you and lead you. So if you're even sort of considering it, get on a call with one of them or DM me. I'm happy to talk to anyone about it. I will sell the heck out of this program. (laughs) In a loving and gentle way. Yeah. Uh, so good, Emily. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? And that could be with regards to stepping into their dreams as maybe a sex coach, or it could be, you know, if someone who is maybe your ideal client, you know, someone who's really wanting to reconnect with themselves and their bodies for the first time in a long time, anything that initially comes up that you is a message that you want to leave people with. I just want to tell people to trust their body. It will send you the messages that you need. If you're hearing a voice calling you to do this work, listen to that voice and trust that voice. If you're hearing a message saying, I want an amazing sex life, then find a coach. There, there's some amazing coaches that have come out of sex coach prep school and they will lead you to have an amazing sex life. So whether it's wanting to be a coach, wanting to be coached, if you have a voice anywhere inside of you, even if it's little bitty saying, this is what I really want, listen to it, trust it. It's not going to lead you down the wrong path. I second that. I second that. And uh, I see the, the additional caveat is if you feel like you can't hear the voice, we can help you hear it for the first time, maybe in a while in many different ways. And so there's also so many options when it comes to getting assistance, whether that's going into the coaching field or just wanting to get sex and love coaching for yourself and in your relationship. So you have options and you're not alone. And uh, I'm going to double down on what you were saying earlier, Emily, for those of you that are listening, you are worthy of a pleasure-filled life right now. 100%. Okay. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto the show, to share your experience with our audience. I loved getting to talk with you because it was everything that I'm so passionate about, everything from the coaching industry into having a business, into really helping people with their sex love and in their own relationship, intimate lives. So this is one episode that 
I feel like I got to scratch all my itches where I'm like, I like all of these subjects and I rarely get to talk about them all at the same time. And I'm just so impressed by you and your journey and what you're doing in the world. The work that you do really, really, really matters. And I'm so grateful that you listen to the voice that is inside of you and you took steps in the direction of your dreams. So congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for putting yourself out there. You're changing the world. (laughs) Thanks, lady. Love you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.